How come when I clap for the uh, the audio syncing, why do you like I'm gonna hit you? Well, no, if I, I'm like me, half your size. Let me clap. If I fucking hit you, you're you're gonna be fine. But if I clap, let me clap. Turn your head and let me clap real hard and see if it hurts. Clap. I'll hold. I'll hold the mic. No, no. What What about that hurts? I don't know. I just feel like you're gonna get a little too close and it, like it rumbles. Well, you you probably have a damaged eardrum from being an audio engineer for so long. And like being in band and mm, stuff. That's true. So you might your eardrums might be a little, a little like used to it. Like I'm not used to it. Like I don't mm. play like loud ass music and I don't have drums in my ear for like fourteen years. That's true. You know what I mean? Okay. I know you have some things planned for this episode, but yes. before we get into any of it, mm. I I have a conundrum. Conundrum. Okay. Um so I saw this online, and for the past couple days, I've been thinking about it. I would argue I just took a trip to Boston, and it it almost ruined my trip. Oh, because this single thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you ever make hot dogs before? Yes. Uh, and you know how there's like two ways you can make them. You could you could grill them, or you could like boil them, right? Uh, yeah. Like like you like in New York, the street vendors they have boiled. Like, they call them the dirty water dogs. Dirty water dogs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the water that the hot dogs are boiled in, right? Is that considered tea after the hot dogs are boiled? Because, like, tea is, like, herbs or, like, other things in boiled water, right? Are like hot, hot dogs water. herbs? Well, there are other things that can be in tea like like roots and stuff or like cinnamon isn't necessarily an herb but that where do can we get be cinnamon in tea from? is cinnamon where do we get i mean it's it's a plant but okay. but like there's other thing or that so i asked crystal this and her argument was broth for like um for like soups and stuff like that there's like chicken broth or there's like Beef broth, you know. But that's a soup, not a tea. Or well, that's broth. But you so use... would would the hot dog water be broth? But then that would be more of a category of soup, not tea. Yeah, tea is but with herbs uh, or plant-based I feel like, stuff. I feel like there could be tea with like some sort of like animal matter in it. I don't know, like no, if there no is, it, like, can we look this up? Can we confirm? I think you could make the argument that the hot dog water is tea. What is the definition of tea? Tea, a hot drink made infusing the dried, crushed leaves of the tea plant in boiling water. Okay, but like cinnamon will be in tea. But you're crushing it. But it's not a leaf. It didn't say leaf here. Uh, you just said leaf. Infused by dried, crushed oh yeah, leaves of the uh, tea plant and boiling water, yes, but your hot dog on hot water, that's considered a soup more than a tea. So are you making the argument that the hot dog water is soup? Yeah. Is that be, what you're saying? It would be more of a soup, yes, than a tea. The hot dog water 
is a soup. Is a soup. Not a yeah, it's more of a soup than a tea. You wouldn't say it's a it's a broth either. You're saying it's a soup. Well, what is it? Can you use broth on tea? What's a broth? Can you use broth on tea? I'll search what a broth is. Hold up. Would you use broth on a tea? No, 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 no. That is the question. No, that's not. Broth is different. Okay. But would you use broth on tea or soup? Give me a sec. Broth. Soup consisting of meat or vegetable chunks and often rice cooked in stock. Okay. Okay. So hot dog water would be a soup, not would a tea. Would be a broth or a soup. Would be a soup, not a tea. A tea is with leaves and like crushed up dried like leaves and plants. Teas, that's what tea is. This would be considered a soup. But not- but the hot dog water is just a boiled hot dog. Like it's that's it. Like, it's just the water from the boiled Yeah, that's soup. Okay, you heard it here first. Hot dog water Hot dog water is a soup. Hot dog water is a soup. Now back to the regularly scheduled Scheduled program. program. Alrighty. So, we're going to jump into the week of the news because I have been neck deep into this event that's happened in Rocket League and how Epic just ruined Rocket League. Um, they ruined it. They ruined I, it. I've been away, so Ennis took the lead on this episode. I'm taking the lead on this one this time. So the news that he's presenting is a big surprise to me. Yes, and uh, all I'm going to say is is um, R.I.P. Uh, is Does this have anything to do with the trading in Rocket League? No, it has nothing to no. do with the trading. This is the esports side of it. Esports. So the RLCS, the esports is dying because Epic decides to um, make some questionable decisions. What apparently they're doing now is they came out with the roadmap of 2024. So they're like, hey, here's a roadmap for the 2024. But everything they're doing is bad. So here's the thing, right? Well, what does that mean? Everything about it is bad. So for example, here's some of the things. The new prize pool for world championships used to be $6 million. Now they're lowering it to $4.3 million. Okay. So they're lowering okay. the price pool overall. That's still four point three million of like sixteen teams, and then you, the org might take a chunk, and then players, yeah. and then all that. Okay, so. but it can't only be the prize money. Yeah, it's bad. They're also really basically removing a third of the season, so you only get two majors and a world championship now. So you get basically like the they said it was four to five months off, and it's just like four to five months of no competition, which. Rocket How long League was, was the Rocket League season before? Like a whole year, like the actual whole year. And then you get maybe like one or two months off. But players wanted that. It's like, fine, okay, we get a month or two off, but then we go back into competition. Okay. So they removed a third of the season. And now, so I asked the guy who is in the scene and his name is Bob, uh, his name Bob so shout out to him. So I asked him questions like, hey, can you explain to me literally everything that's going on? And he's like, sure. New for- So this is what he says. The new format makes the world championship play uh, play in an open qualifiers uh, every event, which previously top teams would automatically be put into the top 16 without needing to qualify. Basically, the eSport form, uh, uh, basically like Fortnite now. They're, pay- they're trying to make Rocket League like Fortnite eSports. And it's... Oh, so you have to compete in a qualifier no matter what. Yeah, like, it's not there's no like, partner okay, teams you... anymore. You have to op- open qualifier every time. Interesting. So, I mean... It works good in CS, but CS is a different structure than Rocket League. It's a different everything than Rocket League. So, and that's for, like how Valorant used to be. Mm-hmm. 
So also he said he told me another thing is so in the region like SAM last season they would only have fifty seven teams <coughs> sign up to compete in the RLCS for the new top sixty. Now it's a top sixty four team will make money. So for example, if you're a bunch of bronze players, you could sign up and make a few dollars just by signing up and getting last place. So they're basically just paying for like time spent in tournament i guess yeah if that makes sense so the good thing is that if you're top 16 you're still gonna be making the same money no matter what but it's just more like you lowered the prize pool overall and then you decided to make it like open qualifier instead of like okay for example like g2 and um m80 they're all like they're partner teams but now they're not partnered anymore they have to go to the open qualifier even if you make it to the finals you have to still go back and make it to the open qualifiers there's no invitation anymore, which is like kind of uh. sucks. But like, there's all there. There was always an open qualifier beforehand, but now because even if you're the good team or the top ten team, <coughs> you still have to go through open qualifier. You don't get that privilege of qualifying automatically because you're already good. And yeah, you have the same team, and then they're lowering the prize pool. They're making an open qualifier, everything, and they removed a third of the season, uh, uh, literally a third of the season. So there's no there's less tournaments now. Well. So, so I guess if these if the teams are actually good enough, it shouldn't be a problem, though, right? Yeah, but like if like, you've seen through open qualifiers, like remember when Valorant had open qualifiers? I thought it was just hard to follow. I don't, I'm not necessarily like. Well, now it's gonna be hard to follow too. If yeah, you want to rocket league. Well, I'm saying like I'm not necessarily against like the system of open qualifiers and stuff. Like I think that's fine, but. It just makes it, yeah, it's tough to follow because, so I'm I'm kind of happy that Valorant like moved to the franchise thing because then it's like, okay, these teams are on the circuit. I don't know why Rocket League is switching to that after it's been an eSport for like eight years now or something. Yeah, like, 10 years actually. I think it's almost about to hit 10 years if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like but, 2014 or yeah, something. Yeah, 2014, I think it I was, think. yeah. But like now it's like, why are you, the, what he basically ran it down to is like, they're trying to make it like Fortnite. And if you see the Eastbourne Fortnite, which is basically non-existent and garbage for the most part. Fuck Fortnite. <laughs> no build mode is kind of fun, but everything else is fun. But fuck Fortnite. Fuck the competitive scene, yeah. And like, why would you want to do that? Like, it had a perfect system. You got invited teams because you already made it far or you qualified before. And it had a good prize pool. Why remove it? And then on top of that, you remove the other side of the community where the trademark and the skin market is. You remove that also. So, like, it just, I feel like they're just making it, like, they're trying to, oh, we're trying to, they just feel like they're going to compete with Steam whether you're, no need to. You're making changes that don't need to be changed. When you already have, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And Epic's had Rocket League for, like, a minute now. Yeah. Like, a while. So why, Yeah, so why are you touching stuff and making it, you're already making so much money for Fortnite. Why are you lowering the prize pool? When and you're making it like it open qualify, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's stupid, in my opinion. They should have partner teams. Like I mean, at least Apex franchise, I, just franchise, like how it, Valorant is. Oh, also Apex has like partner teams where they automatically qualify, also, or like they're guaranteed into like qualifications or close qualifiers. Mm -hmm. Just do something like that. Like hey, for example, G two, M eighty, V one, Furia. Like for example, those teams. Okay, you guys are partner teams. You qualify. But then everyone, the, but they're, we're gonna save up. We're gonna save like six to ten slots for open qualification for open qualifiers. Boom! You have the best of both worlds. You have a qualified team, and then you have the open qualifier. If you like, a group of friends want to try mm -hmm. to qualify. 
but that's nice. the issue and uh rocket league is dying so and then pros are even saying like if this is how if this is staying I'm, I'm quitting rocket league competitively yeah so congratulations now you're losing the pro consecrators and all of that lovely the last piece of news Matt Pat is retiring from being the host of Game Theory after I think he said 13 years. Yeah, that dude was our childhood. That dude was that dude was there for a minute. I remember the first FNAF theory. Yeah, and that ship still blew. And we still don't know what the FNAF And I still don't know what any of the lore means. Oh yeah. There's too many videos. I think someone actually made a compilation of all the FNAF lores in one video, but uh, that's like 4 hours long and I'm like I'm not watching that whole last. It's lo- it's longer than the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But uh yeah, he said his last thing was March 9th. He said that's his last theory. Yeah. He has nine more theories and after that he's officially done like being the actual theorist and on the screen and everything. He said that he's done with that. But the behind the scenes and yeah, creative Yeah, he said he's still going to be part of it. He's still going to be part of it like the creative team and all that, but as like the theorist who says everything, he's done with it. He's leaving it to other people and yeah. So West of luck now. Let's see how many more YouTubers quit because now, ever since for me, ever there's since a couple people, people. He mentions the uh, the Tom Scott guy. Yeah, if you've ever seen his videos, he makes like random, like knowledge y kind of things. Like, but he's quitting, he's pretty big. Captain Sparkles quit earlier, but he quit for Minecraft on his main channel. That's what he said. He's quitting. So, it, again, it's basically him quitting, but he's quitting Minecraft on his main channel. So, he's not doing Minecraft anymore on his main channel. He's yeah. like, I'm done with it, you know. 13 years or so, I'm done. And the Jacksepticeye wants to pull our leg. He's like, damn, now I've realized I've been kind of doing this for a little too long too. Yeah. And now everyone's like, please don't. <laughs> Me personally, I feel like YouTube went downhill or people started like realize, like retiring and kind of when PewDiePie was like, hey, I'm kind of done with YouTube like on my own. I'll just post whenever I feel like it, but I'm done like forcing myself to post youtube because he has like a wife now he's a kid yeah yeah. he lives in japan he's like you know what i have everything i need i have the money i need i also just feel like a lot of youtube is just getting so big if that makes sense so like of course there are gaming channels and stuff that are going up but i feel like the like gaming youtubers aren't as much a thing and it's like multi-platform content creators are what yeah it is so like streamers and stuff like streamers will post clips on youtube so it's like it's easier for them so like i i feel like youtube was pretty bit like even in high school i remember coming home and watching like youtubers that i liked in like 2016 to 2018 ish but like yeah i don't know i feel like the era of like once tiktok and stuff kind of started maybe that definitely had like an impact mm. and be i also feel like just the popularity of live streaming in recent years is just like people aren't making long form content anymore they're like live streaming and then chopping it up for yeah. youtube but they're not they're not youtubers they're not youtubers they're no. live streamers you know yeah at least in the gaming scene that's not to say about I mean, there's everything. still a few for me like there's a still a few creators who still make like vanos crew like they still make content uh, like regular content uh, i mean some of them stream but some of them still make actual co- youtube content uh-huh. and like for me i what well, i've been lately going i mean i before i used to but now i'm getting back into it it's like video game documentaries like i've ate that shit up like it's like a 30 to 45 yeah. minute shit and i'll have dinner and I'll, be, I'll just eat them i'll just eat and like I, watch. I usually fall asleep to stuff like that really i put it i put my mac right on my uh like stool right there next to my bed and I just put one of those up yeah. and then I usually fall asleep. 
those those are so video game documentaries i've been like anything video game related and it's a documentary i don't even play the game or not even involved i'm like shit i'll watch it fuck it so you know there's uh that that was our weekly news for today so so now hopefully it's not as sad as let's hope next week is not as sad so now we will be cutting to the main segment with our interview of the core gang so this is the core gang would everyone like to introduce themselves hi i'm angie or sue berries and what i do um i'm staff and i'm the valentine manager and i'm the owner's assistant so i do it all yeah my name is kyle ocean i'm one of the coaches of the valorant team just about three four months ago i came on and yeah nice. that's me baby i'm matt i also go slow uh also coaching this team been with them for a good amount of time i think since like the summer and uh yeah that's me do any of you guys have backgrounds that have absolutely nothing to do with esports yeah i mean i've worked in other jobs previously to probably like Two and a half, three years ago before I started uh, coming back to Valorant, I was working at a homeless shelter for just about almost two years. So I was just like a shift lead there doing support work, running like the overnight crew, just dealing with people that have addiction issues, mental health issues, people that are struggling. And basically we just, it was an 80 person shelter that just provided like a safe place for people to mm-hmm. use substances and not be in the limelight and the public. So that was a little bit of what I did previous and i worked at a nightclub for like 10 years too so yeah <laughs> okay just add that on the side <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the shelter's got actually like, they both uh... got good stories they both got good stories wait so what well you saw a nightclub but where were you exactly in a nightclub uh i was like the manager at the front door uh, so okay. we just like run the full outside actually first i like got into i got them to like sponsors funny long time ago they were poly d was coming to uh the nightclub and they got like 2000 hits and they were like super like excited about that and i just like overheard their conversation about like analytics on there and i was just like back then i was like it was counter strike 1.6 i was like yo pay like our league fees i think they were like 40 dollars each and i was like i'll get you like 10,000 hits so basically i just like talked to my bosses let them know they gave me a little bit of money they got a crazy amount of hits and then long story short they ended up like supporting us so we went to like china for the world finals and uh in texas in like 2012 for a ESA invite they ended up cutting a few checks for us to like be able to get there. nothing crazy 500 750 bucks just enough to like get us there and you know i mean gaming back then wasn't where people were making tens of thousands yeah this was yeah. like working normal jobs trying to swindle my bosses to give us money to travel <laughs> like out of the country to go to tournaments right and mm-hmm. so yeah that's just a little bit about previous um i don't i'm not as cool as you obviously i don't think <laughs> we're gonna talk that um but i used to play a lot of volleyball so i mean like i'm so young i have like no experience mm. um but in high school and middle school like i grinded volleyball like all the time i made like varsity whatever i thought i was gonna go to college like to play volleyball and then i got hurt my own teammate hurt me um yeah but if i never got hurt i would never be doing what i'm doing now so like it all works out so are, you think you're saying you're happy you got hurt? <laughs> okay, I'm not happy I got hurt. Well, actually, well, okay, to be honest, a little bit. I was like, thank God, because I had been doing it for so long and I kind of like fell out of love with it. It became like kind of like a chore. So like she kind of made the choice for me. And I kind of like appreciate that. Forced it. Yeah, she kind of forced it on me, but I kind of appreciate that I didn't have to make the choice. 
just were in the hospital like thank you for injuring me you changed my life yeah I was the like, whole trajectory thank of my god life was altered <laughs> no seriously matters. but if that didn't happen i wouldn't be where i am now i'm also pretty young i mean i'm still doing school but i just pretty much the i used to like write articles on like valorant right and it's like i used to just like break down teams play and all that and then like one thing led to another ocean just was reading one i guess or someone on nights or whatever the old team i was on and then uh yeah there's like you know what yeah, we don't care that you're young, but uh, we just want to join our team and just like help with like some analyst stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much just all I've been doing since like 15, which is kind of crazy. Nice. And uh, I don't know, but I've just been watching Valorant a lot. I think everyone has like their own different like um, unique way of like they got in here. Like Angie, like she used to play volleyball. You were at a nightclub, and then you were like you're still in school, and you still like bounce around here and there. So it's like everyone like there's no one way you guys got in here. Everyone got their own like different path one of the questions i'm actually curious i mean you guys can all answer this who is the hardest and easiest person to work with in core it can be player manager owner anybody i'll get fired first it's nadine i'm just kidding uh -oh. <laughs> i'm leaving it's the hardest or easiest open for interpretation right there you guys gotta <laughs> <laughs> in your experiences no just kidding um the hardest person i wouldn't necessarily call them like the hardest person to work with but i think the person on the team that has like the strongest personality would be like t-dog our in-game leader so i think like me being an in-game leader for like so many years i think we both have like certain ways we like to play it so i wouldn't say it's hard but it's it's more challenging with him because it's deeper than just saying one or two sentences to each other we can like sit there for like hours and like battle each other about how we think the game should be played or this or that right so i think just like coming to a common ground uh is really good but i would say that like for me is i mean he gives me the most challenge but uh, yeah ahead. i was wondering like because you guys say you guys have battle heads have you ever had like a way where like you both thought opposite and you like yeah for example yeah. like he suggested one way to do things and you suggested another and you're like, you know what, T-Dog, we'll yeah. do your way and we'll see how yeah. it works and it turns yeah, out Yeah, fine. of course. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. I think it's just one of those things that, like, anybody on the team at any point can say anything. If they want to try something, we'll try it. It's not, it's not like my way or Travis's way or T-Dog for the, like, it's not like that. It's more just finding out how we can, like, maximize our team and then going with it and trying different things because certain teams on, like, past teams will not work on your new team. So you need to like problem solve through new strategies through new like so many different things of finding out how to like unlock your team so i think that's like i think when you've only had like been on not that he's been only only one or two successful teams but he doesn't have a ton of experience so that's where i like to try to like come in let him say his piece of like what he believes that is like best and then mm -hmm. i kind of will just like tell him what i think over the last like 20 years of being like esports of like what i feel like the best right and then trying to come to like a common ground but yeah no we we're just he's a good communicator too so we just go back and forth and try stuff and we never just say like no to each other like no we're not trying that or like it's never like that it's just like problem solving together to figure out what would be the best like for us and what can make us the best team mm -hmm. and then the easiest person i mean it might even be angie to be honest uh, I don't know. Slow is. Really cool. <laughs> I mean, slow is pretty easy to work with too. Like, I don't think. No. I mean, to be honest, a lot of the people like on this specific team are like pretty easy to work with. I think that was like one of the reasons for me wanting to like come here. To be honest, I'll just say like one of my last teams. There was a lot. Of, there's a lot of things <laughs> going like on. 
There's a lot of things going. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to spill anything? <laughs> Any inside information? Yeah, I mean, we want to spill that's, there, yeah, so. that's all you got to spill, right? But no, it's just like it's just different teams have different dynamics, and there's different players that are players that are harder to work with, easier to work with. But and I think like my last team was one of the harder teams to work with. But do you sacrifice that sometimes for people having like better skill and those kinds of things? Like I think you 100% do, right? So, but for me, this team, I think it's a lot easier with the personalities I already know coming in here and people that I've met so far have been have been good. So I haven't had really any problems to be honest, but yeah. I mean, I'd say I'm in the same boat with Ocean where it's like, I mean, this team, everyone's just like super eager to grind. Everyone wants it really bad. So it's like pretty easy just like, just work with them because like everyone is like just super sound improving and stuff like that i wouldn't say anyone's like really difficult i mean i mean the same stuff applies with like me and travis where he has like ideas they're super passionate about i have like some ideas that like and it's like just like not really butting heads but just like trying to come to a conclusion that like this was the team but overall it's like so healthy discussion it's not like uh um, my way is the highway or something like that we're all just trying to win here so it doesn't matter with like with like what strats or we're doing or like what play we do like as long as it's just like whatever play ends up being better i mean it's cool i don't care who made it it's just yeah. the team anyway so yeah i'd say everyone's like pretty great to work with i like like i don't know i like working with like players like zeldris and Ziff, for example because they're just pretty easy like easy going they're like super back to learn or something like that if like you give them like any ideas they'll be like oh yeah i want to do this or try it so i mean it's really it's really cool all around um for me, I would agree that like Travis or T Dog is like the hardest to work with. He's just like very his opinions are very strong. And like yeah. but I really like that about him. That I feel like that's his like his strength, but also sometimes his weakness. He's just like sometimes a little bit aggressive about things. Um and then okay. I'm just gonna say I know Ocean was joking about it, but Nadine, sometimes <laughs> it's hard to work with. Okay, uh -oh. but in the best way, uh -oh. she has so many ideas, and I feel like I also have a lot of ideas, so, so sometimes we're, like, bashing heads a little bit, but it's really great, like, perspective, because we really do understand each other, and, like, we just want the best for each other and, like, the org and things like that, but sometimes our ideas are, like, clashing, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, but she's great to work with. Yeah. But the idea part is we, yeah. we clash a little bit. It's good though. Some of those people can be like the best people to work with though that like push each other to go like further and have ideas and like alley oop on X next idea to next idea yeah. to like pushing people and I mean for me that's those people like that that like push you or like put resistance against you, like make you think twice and like can yeah. time times sometimes make you think a little like deeper into stuff and understand each other or like the subject better whatever it is i agree well also just like going off of that i really appreciate that there are so many older people around me because they have so many different like ideas and takes and the way their like persona is or like the way they handle things is so much different than like how i personally would so it's really eye-opening to be in the position i am especially at like such a young age um, and I feel like within the team, for example, like Ocean and Ziff, they're like a little bit on the older side, okay. Um, and it really <laughs> like. Wait, hold on, hold on. He's so like 26 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 26, 8, 27, 8, that old. What do you mean? Yeah, that's not. In the gaming age, that's starting to. In the gaming age, that's starting to. You're coming into your like final form over there, yeah. 27, 28. That's all I think. That's true. <laughs> you got a few chapters left there. Not a lot to write a new book. 
What about you, Austin? If you're, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, my, my book just keeps going, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of balance there with age. I know with the, like the Valen community is overall like a young demographic, so it's like it's it's uh, for you it's like eye opening for the most part mm -hmm. to be around like older generations. Like it's more just like how to approach things and like it helps you out in that way. And has that has that helped you out being like um to like manage and stuff when you first came into the core? Um, I like everything I've learned. I had like no idea what I was doing. I didn't realize that like I could ask people for help. I was literally just like winging everything. <laughs> And that is so, like, young and dumb of me. I wish I was, like, man enough to, like, be mature enough to ask for help. Uh, I just didn't really realize that I had, like, those kind of resources. So I wish I was, like, more mature about handling things in the past. And, like, I wish I had someone to, like, help me. But I was, like, too shy to, like, go out of my way and, like, get that kind of help. So, like, being around mature people definitely helps. And just, like, dealing with people, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what to, like, say or, like, respond to this person. Like, this person's being a dick to me, and I want to tell them, like, to fuck off. But needing's like, just chill, just ignore it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Especially I mean, on Twitter. People, people yes. get a little feisty. I mean, for example, I mean, Ocean, you say you've been in the, uh, for, like, a long time. But when you mm -hmm. first entered it, did you ask for help? Or was it because the scene was so young, there was nobody to ask for help? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't There wasn't really as many. Yeah, it was, it was like, under to, like, $1,000 tournaments, like, back then. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you are pretty much just, like, like, the scene was just so new that you basically just had to, like, be able to learn how to, like, support yourself and, like, your teammates and that kind of, like, stuff. Yeah, there wasn't this big system of, like... You know, coaches didn't even start coming in until, like, like, I don't even know. Actually, I don't even know when coaches specifically started coming in. But I know it wasn't, like, very early on in, like, the early 2000s. Like, there was people that could, like, maybe help you from other teams. But, like, you didn't have, like, a specific coach. Mm. So I think it was just there was no support system back then. It was, like, you created your own support system, which is, like, somewhat I do now on, like, my teams. Just, like, having a support system for, like, everybody. Not just like one person dictating like everything. So mm. kind of learning things from like real life too and just applying them to like gaming too. But back then like a lot of people weren't as serious too. So like, like people weren't making careers out of this and stuff. This was like a weekend. I'd like tell my boss I need to go. And be like, okay, then I tell him the next weekend. He'd be like, Yeah, why are you always going? I'd be like, Yeah, I don't know if I want to like tell this guy like <laughs> that I'm gaming, right? Then all of a sudden the third time I'm also <laughs> like, dude, why do you keep going there? And I'm like He's like, you selling drugs or something like that? I'm like, jeez. I'm like, no, dude. I was like, I play no, video games worse. like for a tournament. <laughs> yeah. It would have been probably easier to explain yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, no, it would have been. It would have been, especially in that, like, scene. And then he's just like, oh, okay, like, that makes sense. Like, so, yeah, just for me, I just building, like, my own support systems because there wasn't really... It's not to the degree it is now where I have Angie, I have slow, potentially I have other coaches. I have, like, all of my teammates. Before it was just, like me relying on all my teammates if i needed like support and i would say like most of my teammates i couldn't like like if i would have tried to go too hard on teammates it would just been like setting them up for failure so i think there was like maybe individual players on my team that i could like kind of trust a little more kind of like a co-captain kind of like thing like that and i think that's like kind of how i started to, like build my support system what's, what's your, your favorite most part about your job, job? Ooh. Oh, working from home, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big That's part of it. Never yeah. having to like commute or anything like that. Or like, no. for example, if, like I'm just, I don't know. I'd say it's really nice to be able to just like, first off, just 
sit at the computer all day and like actually watch what I like what, what I'd be doing if I wasn't getting paid. I'd still be watching Valorant or like watching video games because it's really fun. Like and also just playing too. So it's like I get to do it, but it's like oh should I get paid to do it? So I think just the in general being allowed to just do what I'd already be doing anyway is like the best part about it. And also like just seeing the team improve as well. That's a big part of it. Where it's like oh, <laughs> it's a big part of it. Where it's like. uh how do I say it? Like, just seeing the team evolve, kind of, where it's just like, we are getting better, oh, we should being better teams, stuff like that, and then it's just really satisfying to see, like, pay off. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was just, I was joking a little bit about the, I mean, I do like working from home, but it's definitely not the, like, my most favorite part of the job. I would say my favorite, most favorite part of the job is just working with people and watching them develop and really seeing uh, people just take what I give them and, like, run with it. Like, there's certain players that will, like, listen to you but like don't take it as much in consideration as they like once should so i think for me it's like refreshing to find people that really want to try to like get better uh and not just kind of like coast by i think from like counter-strike and even like start of valor i think some of the, like, the best players that have been on my teams are developed or there's people that just care the most and like try the most and i think the more that i see like someone trying and putting in more work and doing that i think it just makes everybody just want to try harder that like oh this guy's coming on like 30 minutes before practice to like look at this or do that or hey this guy's staying with an extra like 30 minutes after practice just to like chit chat with me so mm-hmm. i think that's like one of my favorite parts is just watching people grow because i feel like i have a decent skill set to uh try to enable people to like be the best player or even like person of themselves so i think when i like fully see people like grasp onto that that's like probably what makes me want to come back like each day and not think of it so much like as a job more just like developing people and players and like you know who knows you could be starting from the bottom or and then you could just end you know what i mean i don't want to say the cliche thing but yeah you know what i mean it really it really is how much work you put into it is really going to be like what comes out of it so for me that's like my favorite i would say but yeah, just seeing like um, it's like it goes back to the question. It's like it was like better having a coachable player. Mm-hmm. Oh, for like, sure, easier. And then yeah. like, also like, I mean, you also said like you um, having a coachable player, having a coachable team like brings uh, like you'd rather have that than just have a player that's cracked out of their mind and then like yeah, it's... results. And then it doesn't like <laughs> like for example, you said that one of the reasons you came to core was because of this is because you came mm-hmm. and like oh everyone's coachable, everyone's easier. It's better than your last team. Mm-hmm. When it came to that situation, mm-hmm. yeah, so... at least the attitudes will say that much. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? No, no, I just said we'll say at least the attitudes will say that much. That the yeah. are better here. All right, there's yeah. more focusing stuff. Coaching teams and different teams, like different dynamics of where the team is at. Right? Is a team like barely know how to play together, and they're like a tier three team, or like are they a tier one team, and they just need those final like fine shavings to like put them like over the edge to be a world-class team so mm-hmm. i think it just like depends on each coaching job is unique different sets of people different sets of circumstances like everything so me it's just like kind of finding out where the team is and like bringing them to like a certain level so that everyone you guys can excel. like it do you guys find it more fun or enjoyable to coach a team that's like inexperienced but are hungry or experienced yeah like... that's like yeah I would say oh no 100 like, like that's like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say for me that's like one of the like main things that I've like just done was I was never a fan of like 
way back in the day, people would just like keep recycling the same talent over and over. It was like an old boys club. Like you just weren't getting in. You like the only way you were getting in is if you qualified with five new people with a new pro team and like got into those channels back in the day. Yeah. Right. But like now it's way different. And I didn't like how that like these same, I'm not going to say old people, but the same people with the same mistakes doing the same thing on the next team. And like, it's just like, you're just watching a train wreck happen. So for me, I think just giving younger players a platform to like play on and that they just like listen to you and not saying, I mean, each is like different. Cause don't get me wrong. I've had some players that are like top players in the world that listen to me very like a lot. Right. But then there's other players that are not. So, but generally speaking, like someone that hasn't been there and hasn't experienced will in a way like trust you and lean on you like a little more. I see like a lot of parallels to like the first team I was on, like nights where it's like a lot of young, hungry players and like all those, like most of those guys are like, I mean, even just on this team right now, but it's like, for example, like two of the players on that team are like franchise level or like ones in franchising, ones like top challengers. So it's just like seeing these players like improve either with like if it's with RS or like afterwards, it's just like, the really most satisfying thing, especially like seeing the team improve, where it's like, okay, they were doing this mistake before, like, oh, we're like messing up this aspect of the game. Then, like, just with a bit of coaching and a good bit of like review, then like the next day we're like working hard at it and then we just improve. That's like just super satisfying to see. So, I mean, that's like the best part about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's a good answer compared to like the beginning till now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you guys think you guys have made a lot of improvements? I mean, I know like, they're, the fifth hasn't been announced yet, but uh, mm-hmm. do you guys think that you guys have like a genuine like contender to be like qual- uh, to qual- not only qualify for the ascension but also um, like win the whole thing throughout, or is it just like more, or like we see day by day and everything, like from yeah, a scale I mean, from like one to ten, like how confident do you guys feel like you are right now, or is there still a little of improvements going on? I mean, for me, I mean, I'm confident, but it's just a day by day thing. I'm not like too worried about like three months ahead of this, like. Who knows? Like, we know how fast esports moves, right? Like, am I here? Are you here? Is anybody here? Is a team here? Is this right? There's a lot of the crazy questions, right? So, yeah. For me, I just like living in it like day to day because at any point, I think you could just be like, oh, you're just like done, right? And it's like, ah, uh, had all these like big things about like a month away, no, this, a month, like I just needed to get there, you know what I mean? So, it's more for me just like day by day working with people, getting them better. The harder like you work with people and the more work they put in like the more confident like everybody will be like to qualify so no i'm definitely like super confident we'll qualify for sure i've done it with my last two teams so like which team minus like do you think like m80 and like all of them they're like uh, do you think M80 yeah. is the biggest challenge yeah that's yeah yeah i'd say the m80 is probably the biggest challenge right now um they just got a lot of players with experience and once your team's been playing together for six months a year you start building like chemistry on like a big level so i think just the amount of experience they have together and how far they went last year i mean those are like in a way teams that you want to like aspire to be of having a roster that can stay together for like a year or longer not have to like re-go over all these basic things with a new team it's just you know your same people that you've been through the same battles with and like they know what to do when you get to that point and i think that's like a big thing so yeah definitely for me probably m80s definitely taking the front runner but who knows it's so open it's so open right but yeah looking in right now i would definitely say that yeah i mean a lot of the turtle i mean the turtle troop core is still there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know know what other team has disbanded i feel like a lot of teams disbanded yeah 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 so i don't think anyone 
I don't think everyone fully even knows yet until like spots are allocated or all the yeah. So I think everyone's just kind of at like a tippy toe point right now of what teams or rosters are going to be coming in. But I mean, obviously there's rules and they'll have to have a certain amount of people returning from the previous seasons to still obtain their spot, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, NG also can add into this. Uh, do you guys like if you can give like maybe for someone who's new to esports? Like, how does it happen when, like, a team were just, like, 180s and, like, maybe, like, a player leaves, like, out of nowhere? Is this, like, more, like, do you guys, like, I mean, if you guys have a lot of experience, I feel like, do you guys, like, can you give us an insight on how it usually happens? Because everyone's always confused, like, I remember, what, two years ago or so when, like, the baby J, he got cut after a month from 100 Thieves. Like, everyone was like, how did that happen? Like, he was only here for a month and everything, and he got cut. So, that's a a team like that i mean that's like a pretty specific like a unique case where like the org kind of like pushed it but like the main thing that pete's fans like kind of don't realize is like every single player is in the call with each other for eight hours every single day so it's like where some stuff seems like oh why did this player get kicked or like why did this thing happened or why this change happened it like just so out of the blue or it's like stuff builds up into it like i mean i've seen on yeah. my own teams you know on different teams it's just like sometimes like you I feel like even esports, you probably spend more time with each other than you do in like professional sports. Genuinely, it's a smaller group. You're not like with a 20-man roster or whatever. It's like you just have your five, your coach, your analyst, whatever, and your staff. And it's just like you guys are locked in together for hours, right? Mm -hmm. So when something's not going to work, it builds, and then eventually, like, it comes to a point. So yeah, yeah that's one thing fans don't really like see because they don't see like all the hours of practice, all of that kind of conversation, all like the struggles. Like they may see we're doing well in matches, for example, or doing bad in matches, but they don't know like what's actually going into it so yeah to add on to that like the like you're saying the environment is very intimate they're with each other for so many hours and outside of those practice hours people are also developing like friendships so there's there's like a lot of relationship building and you know like when you just see somebody and you're just like oh i don't think i like you actually <laughs> after you like spend some time with them i feel like it's kind of like like maybe something like that kind of happens but almost like in my experience personally 90 percent of the time the players are asking for that person to be kicked or removed from the team in my experience it's always the players making that kind of decision that that's always one always one thing i know every org is a little different but like it's so it's always like the players is never usually like hey i don't like this coach i want him out of here or like i don't like the, the coach doesn't like this player or this player doesn't like this coach or I mean, is like, yeah, does the owners even get involved and be like, hey, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. I think each team has a different best. dynamic, for sure. Like, for example, like a team like, I'd say, I mean, that 100 days example, like, I know, like, Nate, I was like, okay, this team's not working. So it's like, we got to change it up. And that's kind of like what happened with the Baby J kind of situation. But it's like, a lot of the time it comes to a point where it's like, okay, players are like going to the management or something like that. Like, I mean, it's happening in different rosters. Or like, for example, coaches, like, okay, this player's not going to work. So it's just kind of like different parties, like, okay, this is they've seen it happen like the team like work and it's just like okay this is not going to pan out for the long term so it's like eventually it gets brought up in meetings and stuff like that then maybe like owners notice it when they like tune in or like seen a boot camp so it's just like it comes from all kinds of different parties but like it's just case by case org by org um like for example in in core I'm always involved, like I always hear about the situation and I give input, we always try to like involve the other staff. So for example, if we were to drop someone, God forbid, we were to drop somebody, um, I would know about it, Ocean would know about it, Slow would know about it, the owners would know about it, everybody 
like gives input on this group decision and it's not just one person's choice it, it never is that way um but you know sometimes there's always like a person that's pushing more than others that kind of thing um for example we were trialing a few coaches like a while back we had such bad luck with coaches for a long time um i'm here <laughs> i know literally like a light shining ocean came but um a while ago when we did our first vegas land we had a coach trialing for us and the boys were like i don't think i really like this guy but we're gonna give him another two weeks and i was like guys shut the fuck up he he needs to go just like move on it's okay mm. you know you're not hurting anybody's feelings like okay no crying in esports literally like shut up and move on like that kind of thing yeah. like i know it sucks but at the same time you're making it worse for yourself and you're wasting like your time with them hey you should never let like issues dwell in the team like if something's like not happening you address it immediately like you have a sit down meeting and see if like you resolve it if not then like you just make steps past that because like you're just kind of wasting your time there right and like seasons are short in esports especially it's like you have like a few months and then it's just like yeah. every week kind of matters where it's like okay we get reps with like a new guy or a new coach whatever and it's just like yeah, you need to prioritize that instead of like just okay, we can kinda like just grind it out when it's like it's not gonna happen. So Yeah, it's not like the NBA or NFL where it's like trust the process, you know, all, yeah, trust the the flag, <laughs> all yeah. of that. I mean if you see like teams in NBA too, they're like, Okay, we can't deal with this guy and then like there there's like actual roster lock or whatever, so it's like then that's when issues happen. But like this game, yeah. it's open, so it's like might as well take the opportunity as soon as possible. <laughs> exactly. Make yourself better. Okay. Alright, we're uh, running over, so we'll go, go to, to the, uh, the following questions. Out of all the players, players on the team, which one do you think you guys could take in a fight? I'm going first, I'm going first and taking everyone. Easy, fine, no, okay. no, If I'm thinking about this from like, uh, I'm actually like thinking through this, let's see. It's I think Michael Nine, Michael Nine, Michael Nine Nerve, he, I think he has a, I have weight on him, but he's like, he's shorter. He's, he's still pretty jacked, but I mean, I'm just gonna... Let's go for this. <laughs> if he goes to the knees, it's over. Uh, let's see, Zeldris, he's taller than me, but I got I got muscle over him. I'm winning that one. Ziff, I don't know, Ziff is Ziff's pretty tall. And like, I didn't say he's not built, but he's like, I mean, yeah, that, that one's going 50 50. I'm not even going to think, oh, I'm not even going to think about Ocean. That's like, that's a mismatch. Uh, Travis, and also like T Dog, I mean, he wins that. He's just bigger, just stronger. Uh, Difficult. Well, am I forgetting something? Nate? I think I'd take Nate, too. So, I'm, I'm saying at least I'm confident with, like, everyone but Travis. Like, I think he, he, he got the size advantage, like, weight advantage. It's like, that's a mismatch. I'd say I ask the question to Ocean, because I want to see what he has to say about this. <laughs> I would say just give me everyone one at a time, and I'll handle all the... Um, Dang! Yeah, you just take everybody one Not everybody at once, okay? Not everybody at once, but just give me gladiator. gladiator. You're gonna see this, and then next practice, you'll be like, alright, yeah, what's yeah. going on now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next land is just over, <laughs> just like, you just in the rain. You gotta get a Magdala, and we gotta settle it Yeah. No, to be honest, by like the... Third, second, third person, I'd be gassed as hell, so... Okay. Yeah, just so you at least two. Yeah, That's probably, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's not I mean, bad. keep in mind, I don't think this will mention the podcast, Ocean 6'6", six, six. I don't know how much you <laughs> weigh now, but, like, he's a big body. He was a bounce. Oh, 6'6", six, six? damn. Yeah, he, he's a big body. It's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> Decent size. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I think we have uh, one final question. So this is like a this is like from the Inting podcast. So we have this we have a special question. Me and Danny love to ask every guest. 
What is your thoughts on bidets? I mean, I don't know. I think they're pretty. I think they're. I think they're good. I don't. I don't have one or anything like that. But my, like, I don't have. I don't hate them. I, I don't know bidets? if I want water in my bum, okay. but <laughs> bidet. The Bidet. Oh, bidet. Bidet. No, bidet, bidet, bidet. Like water in your ass? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's super hygienic, though, so I mean... I, exactly. I think it's okay. like, yeah, yeah, I think it's like... Me and Danny have been having this beef ever since we started this, because he always insults me for having one. Yeah. And then we're like, you know what? We're gonna ask every guest who comes on, it, and we're yeah. gonna ask their opinion on it. I never so tried far, a bidet, but like it seems like per, it seems pretty fire. I mean, <laughs> this guy won't, I, this guy I won't, won't shit if there's no bidet. bidet. Oh yeah, 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 I have a Wait, rule. I don't. Really? What do you do? You gotta be adaptive, bro. You gotta be adaptive. Yeah. Like, I wipes or something like that. I know that's another alternative for like. Oh yes, yes. People yeah. People that are yeah. little. No, wipes clog the toilet. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't do that. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't. Like, I'll hold that in unless there's a bidet. I don't. I don't shit. What if you're like about? What if you're like? About a like zebra stripe in your yeah. underwear. What do you do? I gotta hold it. I I've held it before. I, how, I old are you? How, how old are you right now? I'm 23. Yeah, just wait. You can hold it right now, but just wait till you get a little older. We'll say that much, right? <laughs> like on You're fucking 23 right now. Come back in 2034 and let's have the same conversation. <laughs> Literally, we'll run this back and tell me if you're still able to fucking. Be a legend like that. So, Ocean, you always keep an extra pair of pants on you. Yeah, definitely, saying? definitely. Yeah, or just fucking. You're gonna nope. lands with yeah, like a two-day event every with six pairs of pants. Or I just fucking have no underwear on. <laughs> Bro, oh, you have a diaper. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm not oh. saying I can't hold it. But I'm just saying, just wait. Mm. <laughs> just wait. Oh my gosh. You'll be stuck oh. somewhere. <laughs> I just gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. I think that's all I the questions that, yeah. we have. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Um, do you guys have anything no, you want to? I mean, you're part, of course. So, if you guys have any hype, do you guys want to let us, the fans know about the upcoming season? That's in what February? And yeah, it's now? yeah, the end of January. Yeah, no. I mean, we're just been grinding the last like three-ish months. I mean, even longer to be honest. I don't even know what it's now. It's just stacking up. But yeah, no, we've just been grinding every day and trying to make the team better and make this qualification stage and yeah i mean we'll be everything will be posted on like twitter too so if you follow all the guys links or even just cores links everything will be broadcasted or you'll be able to find the necessary things to watch us also follow at slow is cool on twitter because uh best tweets best yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. shameless shameless log i mean you you're, good, you're good yeah wait and add suberries too don't forget that part <laughs> sorry we'll add all your twitters on the description below it's all right yeah. okay, sounds good <laughs> Wait, I do want to say though, challenger, like you know, while we're like trying to qualify all that, there's gonna be more content pieces from your favorite core players. There's gonna be more skits. Okay. Just, just saying. Look forward to that. Uh, a, lot, a lot more content. Tm. Yeah. Soon. Travis is a uh, gun for an Emmy, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for an Emmy, they have what yeah, can he's he in, do? He's in all the skits. He was an hour. What? Yeah. what no, can he's actually, no, he's actually just the greatest director of skits. Like at land, like just no, seriously, just, like. No, he was so good at that. I was like, what? I know, and he asked his own skit. Oh, it's actually just like multi-talented person. It's the GOAT. Seriously. Uh, he excelled in drama class. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alrighty, guys. Uh, thank you for coming on. And yeah, appreciate it, guys. Everyone. Yeah, thank no you. problem. Thank you. thank you, guys. And we're back.
So hope you guys like to enjoy that interview. Um, yeah, it's weird because we did that. I was actually sick that day, so me and Danny decided to do it through Discord. So I didn't want to like infect him. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. sick anyways. Um, you didn't tell me. Yeah. Damn. So, so now we have. What are like, we playing? We've been playing Tarkov, Loki. I think that's the most game we've been played lately. So I think this new is your wipe. This is your first wipe? Or no, this is technically my second wipe that I've played, but the this first is your... one I played like for a couple of days and I was like, I don't like this game. So, so this is really like my second attempt at Tarkov. Yeah. So this is a, but there, but this wipe, feel, I don't know why, but this wipe feels a lot different because of um, so much they've added to the game. But in this, I think this is the best Tarkov has felt in a very long time. Like uh, yeah, you haven't fun. played it, but it's a lot of fun. If people don't know what Escape from Tarkov is, it's an it's a loot and shooter. I would looter shooter. You would call it. So you would extract, uh, go into a map. I would say it's almost more a survival shooter than a looter shooter. Yeah, okay. Because like you, you can get the loot in the raid, but most of it that is from killing other players. Like a looter shooter would be like Destiny. Okay, yeah. Then we'll. Say I would say this is a survival, survival. shooter, but like this looting. Like, most of the good shit you get comes from you buying stuff from people after the raid, right? Yeah. Uh, unless you kill someone for it. Or a fight in game, yeah. It's like, you, you don't open a crate and, like, the best snipers in the game in it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, I'd say it's a survival shooter. So it's a survival shooter, but it, this game is very realistic. So, like, it tries to go in the realistic aspect of it, where, like, for example, if, if you get shot in the leg and your leg is, like, zero HP, you're going to start limping and you can't run anymore. So then you would have to do is you have to take, You have like, to, like, sew yourself back together. And, and then you would have to heal. And then if you're in pain, if your character says, oh, he's in pain, you have to take painkillers. Then you have to worry about if you're dehydrated, if you have enough energy, your character is affected. And then you also, like, if you run a lot or if you carry a lot of heavy, your, your strength and heal XP that you have to worry about. So, like, it's a lot of management. If you ever play a game like Arma... Armor 3. It's like like that, but it's like more like uh it's a little like individual base. Yeah, it's a more individual base. So it's like a lot then there's like bosses, but it's like more realistic and there's like you have to worry about which bullet goes to the which gun. Like a nine by nine millimeter wouldn't go into like an AK. Or not nine by nineteen wouldn't go into an AK. You have to go to a pistol. And then you have, it's a lot of it's like a lot of things. And what my favorite part is, is like it's we call it Tetris, where you go back to the after you get loot, you have to like Fix your inventory, and it's just uh, for twenty minutes of us just managing our inventory and what to sell it or not. But game is actually very fun. It's a very it's a breath of uh, it's a breath of fresh air when it comes to that. Good game, very good game. And then we ended off with I think we have that core news. core news, core news. So by the time this episode comes out, our official five have been announced, and Zeldris is now our fifth player of the news. So we're officially locked in. All five players have been announced. And our new ch so the ch if you guys don't know the challenger qualifier starts January thirty first. That's the first. That's the first qualifiers. That's when you everyone qualifies for the closed ascension thing. And so I don't know exactly if they're doing it like previous year, but how it works is shut the stop. How it goes previously is an open qualifier, top four I believe like last year. You go into the closed qualifier and the closed qualifier. You guys play like a round robin and like bracket and group stage. And then you go to the playoffs. And then, so this is for Americas at least, that there's a North American, there's a South American. And then I think there's... Well, there are two Americas. There are two Americas. So then <laughs> in the playoffs, after the top four of each region, they go into they go and play it against each other. And then those whoever wins from those regions wins. So last year was the guard. 
is now G2. They won last year. Now they're in franchising. And yeah, it's a long, it's a literally a year long process. So, and I, I heard yeah. this year, and this year is supposed to be even longer. So it's more friendly for people. So it's easier. So it's hopefully, so watch core, make sure to watch core on the 31st. And that's all for the news so far for core. But I think yeah, it's everything. That is everything. Thank you guys for watching. And hopefully, uh, next, uh, next week, we're actually going to have the players on. So make sure to tune in for that. We're going to have the players on for next week. And you get to meet all the players and get to know everybody. Yep. So see you guys next week. See Follow us on all socials and everything will be in the description below. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.